atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July 26th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. Welcome to the broadcast as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Also, it's important to note that it is a freedom, love, and fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday, libertyroundtable.com for live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. Spread the word. Donate today. Libertyroundtable.com. All right, a quick recap of yesterday's show. Sam Bushman, I asked the question, Robert Mueller, legal mastermind, or confused old man meltdown. And I'm telling you right now, those of you who believe he's a confused meltdown, you're confused. I'm telling you right now, this guy is a figurehead. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. That's a term Rush Limbaugh used. And I'm glad to see other folks are calling it as I see it as well. Good for them because they're spot on. Mueller, they say, did not have command of the facts or seemingly knowledge of much of his own investigation. It was a complete disaster for Democrats, they say. Mueller needed questions repeated, came off as as confused and unfamiliar with the work that he was supposed to be doing. Uh, He spent two years doing this. They say they generally gave Democrats nothing they were hoping for. See, that's where I completely disagree. Yeah, they made the Democrats look like idiots, and he looked like a bumbling idiot. But you know what? If he gets everybody off the hook, nobody goes to jail. He's done his job so well. Call him a bumbling idiot if you want. He'll laugh all the way to the bank, folks. The Mueller team, by the way, had no interest in discovering how the Russia hoax got started in the first place. As Mueller seemed to testify that he never even heard of Fusion GPS. And he wouldn't say whether he even read the dossier or not. Now, if you haven't read the Steele dossier, and if you don't know about Fusion GPS, and you're not familiar with the work, and you're halting, and is it because you're just a bumbling idiot? Or is it because you know full well, they, <laughs> I won't connect the dots for you, and I don't care which road you take. All roads lead to heck, right? Doesn't matter which one. And so Representative Jim Jordan does a great job in Blast Mueller for dodging questions. Well, I agree with that. He dodged questions. He, you know, looked like an idiot there, but maybe he just did a masterful defense of the Democrats. Yeah, you'll get egg on your face via these hearings, but you know what? Nobody will go to jail. Nobody will discover the real trail on what really happened. Trey Gowdy said, quote, the person who learned the most about the Mueller report was former special counsel Robert Mueller himself. Now, Trey Gowdy might be covering up for Mueller, just saying, hey, the poor bumbling idiot. But I look at all this and I don't trust it, folks. I think Mueller's very, very, very smart. It's kind of like Bill. You know, Bill almost is, if you believe the the hearings with Bill Clinton, the guy couldn't remember anything. I mean, he's probably got Alzheimer's, right? I'm telling you right now, um, these people are no fools. I'm telling you that right now. He was not engaged, they say. He didn't interview the witnesses. He clearly didn't write the report. Well, that's all probably true. Mueller told the DOJ that he wasn't 
charging Trump because of lack of evidence. Right? He said that three times. No evidence. Well, they know all that. But they got to keep attacking the Donald, keep talking about Russia. But if you really want to know if the Russians did anything, and Mueller's report claims the Russians did all this, but we're not going to dig into the dossier. See, things just don't add up. Unless you say Mueller was the cover-up agent. We talked about it all hour. Second hour, we even talked about FNC's uh, Laura Ingram. Trump has once again beaten the elites at their own game. I don't know about that either. Nolte, quote, Robert Mueller, isn't senile. He was a dirty cop forced to take the witness stand. Again, I don't think that he was forced to take the witness stand at all. All he could have said is I have the right to remain silent, and I'm standing on that. He didn't. He talked. He just stayed with the dossier. I'm sorry. He stayed with the report. And they think, uh, wow, Jeffrey Epstein visited the White House at least four times during the Clinton administration, according to the Daily Beast. Now, Epstein and what is it? Islaine Maxwell or however you say her name. That's his woman attended a bill and Hillary donated a donation reception after they donated ten thousand dollars. So Bill told you he went on the plane a couple of times. No big deal. Just to do his philanthropy work. Turns out that hey, these people are hanging out in the White House with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was on the uh, plane with the guy over 26 times, sometimes without Secret Service. We know all these facts, but what we're going to do is just say, oh, Mueller's a bumbling idiot. Nothing there for the Donald. Uh, move along while the Puerto Rico governor gets, uh, well, has to resign, right? Ricardo Rosello forced to resign. U.S. restaurant forced to delay opening because of vicious threats from Arab Americans. Klein says Robert Mueller's most misleading claim was ignorance of Fusion GPS. So now you're getting to some real questions. Hey, did he know about Fusion GPS and act like he didn't just now? If that's true, that's prosecution time for Mueller. Might Mueller be going to jail for misleading the House? Anyway, we talked to our guest, Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. And NTU urged members of Congress to vote against the Bipartisan Act, Budget Act of 2019. Well, we failed at that yesterday. I'll tell you that. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds as well. And we talked about Freedom Works. Quote, this budget deal actually forks over more money for lim- liberal non-defense discretionary skending. Well, we got to vote no. Big time. It's irresponsible. Can we take back the internet? We finished up with Pete Sec about. Got a lot to cover on the broadcast yesterday and today, too. So that's a recap of yesterday's show available at LibertyRoundTable.com. Spread the word. This hour is brought to you by Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door. To learn more, get a hold of Kurt, C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundTable.com, 801-669-2211, or LocalHoneyMan.com. All right, Kurt, news that I wish refused to use starts now. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Well, more people are getting it than I thought would, Kurt. I probably provided a lot of the lead on this, but nevertheless, Rush Limbaugh, quote, Mueller is just a figurehead. Quote, you watch. In a couple of years, we're going to learn that I'm right about this one. That's what Rush says, Kurt. I think he's exactly right. 
So the question becomes then, if that's true, if he, if he was a figurehead, if he didn't really know what was going on in his administration, either he's senile or he wasn't paying attention, whatever, at some point if you're the figurehead for something and you stamp your name on it and you don't really even know, but it's coming out with your name as if it's facts and you don't even really know what your underlings did, Kurt, at some point, is that criminal? And will anything be done about it? Well, um, at least in my opinion, um, it, it seems like it's criminal from start to finish, Sam. Uh, top to bottom, all the way around. But And will anything be done about it? That has to do with the American people, if you ask me. The American people are too busy getting and spending and too much bread and circus, buddy. They're not really even interested. La, 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 Robert, right? As far as I can see, I don't, um, you know, it's a big to-do on Capitol Hill, but most Americans are pretty much disconnected. They don't care. Well, it's summertime, Sam, and there's, um, you know, uh, swimming, fishing, you know, all those kind of things. And there's the uh, boys of summer, you know, baseball to keep you busy. And, you know, I mean, there's things to focus on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that the average American cares really, Kurt? Well, I guess it would depend on how you define the average American. If you define the average American as, uh, you know, um, I don't know, 21, 8 years old and, and uh, you know, et cetera, looking for a party, you know, then I don't think so. Uh, if you define them as, uh, you know, late maybe late 50s uh, into the 60s in that range then i do think so so i i just think uh, you know the average american it kind of depends on how many there are uh, and which one you're talking about but there are uh, those that are involved and focused and there are those that are out to lunch if you ask me yeah now i got a completely different take I personally think that the American people do care. But what I think is the way the media has spun this and the way they've talked about this for over two years. Uh, and then the media hears, oh, Mueller testified he was a bumbling idiot. It was a dud. Uh, you know, most Americans are just taken out of the game from the details. Okay. In other words, if the headline says, hey, the bumbling idiot didn't deliver what they hoped. It wasn't a you know, political theater thing on TV. It was just a, you know, dry, boring, la, la, la. Then everybody kind of walks away and goes, whatever. Right? But if you start getting things like this, Mueller um, says that the Russians were involved in man uh, election manipulation, uh, but he didn't know anything about the dossier. If you say things like, hey, um, Mueller... Uh, wasn't really familiar with Fusion GPS. That's this company that committed election fraud. Um, then you start to get paid about the outrage. The American people can't be outraged because if they don't have the facts and the details to be outraged about. And I submit to you that, you know, not counting this program and a few others, there's a few good people doing some wonderful things. But without the facts, Americans can't get outraged. But I'll tell you what, people are getting outraged in Puerto Rico. They tossed their governor out and now the replacement they're fixing to toss out, too. See, the American people are just too busy and don't get the information via the media is the problem. Sam and Kurt, Liberty Roundtable Live. 
parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. WND asks an interesting question. Uh, Trump says Democrats have gone crazy. Is he right? Asks WND.com, Kurt. Well, I think that it all depends on which one you're talking about. I think there are still probably um, some good Democrats available somewhere. At least I know... uh, my grandpa used to be a Democrat, and, um, you know, if he were around, he probably would still be there trying to fix things. Um, I don't know for sure uh, which, you know, what the definition of crazy is. It does seem like... And yeah, we don't know crazy, um, and we don't know Democrats. He just said, this is Trump's statement, Democrats yeah. have gone crazy. Now, I don't know which Democrats or anything. Donald doesn't explain all that stuff, right? Right, right. right. So, you know... that. I think it all depends on that, and of course it depends on your um, consideration of this whole continued Republican-Democrat thing, which I'd like to see the president just say, look, you know, I've seen this thing separate people and uh, uh, good people uh, across our country for years, and so I'm suggesting we eliminate the party systems like uh, George Washington was opposed to it. And, um, I mean, wouldn't it be a great opportunity for that? So I would change one word, and then I would 100% agree. I would change Democrats to the swamp, Kurt. The swamp has gone crazy. Is he right? Absolutely. And so that's kind of my take. I'd just change one word there. Democrats to swamp, and I'd have to completely agree. They have gone crazy. Specifically, what am I speaking of? This budget deal. Donald is crazy, too, by the way. 
Donald has become part of the swamp, at least on this issue, for sure, unfortunately. House Republicans should support the two-year budget agreement, which greatly helps our military and our vets. Quote, I am totally with you. That's what Donald Trump tweeted, Kurt. Right before the, uh, you know, House voted on things. Donald Trump then tweeted, quote, I am pleased to announce that the House has passed our budget deal 284 to 149. Great for our military and our vets. A big thank you, tweets to Donald. I think it's a disgrace, Kurt. And I sadly think, at least on this issue, Donald has become part of the swamp. Now, a lot of folks are hitting back uh, to Donald and the House in an effort to stop the Senate. The Senate could shut it down tomorrow. Uh, Rand Paul speaks out in his tweet, Kurt. The proposed budget deal violates every principle of conservatism. The deal allows unlimited borrowing until after the next election and eliminates the spending cap, Rand Paul says. Every conservative in America should respond in outrage, says Rand Paul. Why did we even bother to elect Republicans? Rand finishes. You want to respond to that, Kurt? Well, it goes back to my previous comment. Um, in my opinion, it all depends on what a Republican is. If you got um, a Rand Paul, uh, uh, Mike Lee, you know, those are certain types of Republicans. You know, then you've got uh, Republicans that basically, you know, they've never um, not voted for more spending, um, you know. Uh, and then, I mean, so it's just, to me, that's why you want to eliminate that co- whole party thing yeah in this in this case they're not talking about the party they're talking about the budget deal kurt right and republicans and democrats both voted for it in mass or it wouldn't have passed well yeah voted for it in mass except for the republicans that didn't right like the rand paul and mike lee well rand paul and mike lee haven't voted yet sir this is the house rand and mike are in the senate that's right they won't vote for it. No, they won't, and, and uh, good for them. And I pr- appreciate and them sure speaking out. I'm sure there's a number of Republicans in the House that are, you know, like the uh, oh, Massey and a few others that, that would say Yeah, hey, 149 you know, voted right. against it, Kurt. That's a pretty good number, yeah. by the way. Right. And I agree with you. Uh, Massey is one of them. Uh, and Massey provided tremendous leadership, and Thomas Massey's speaking out, too. Um Let's talk. So we talked about what Rand Paul had to say about it. We talked about what Trump had to say about it. I emailed you, Kurt, a Freedom Works statement in response to the House's pass of the, quote, bipartisan Budget Act of 2019. What do they call this thing? H.R. 3877 is what it was called. And uh, they passed it and Freedom Works put out a statement. Do You got that handy, Kurt? Yes, I do. Um, Their wording is pretty interesting uh, on this. It helps with some of the details. Yeah, it says in response to the House's passage today of... uh, That was yesterday, by the way. Yes, good point. Uh, The Bipartisan Budget Act of 2019, or H.R. 3877, uh, Adam Brandon, Freedom Works president, commented... Uh, he says, uh, so-called Republican leadership should be ashamed that they even considered this 
deal in the first place. Apparently they would rather take the coward's route and um, bankrupt the nation. Any Republican who voted for this bill and still has the audacity to call himself or herself a fiscal conservative should probably consider changing his or her party affiliation. Once again, do you hear anybody call for an end to the parties? But, you know, in my opinion, that's what should happen. And remember, the uh, Freedom Works guys say they're, uh, this is their kind of credo. The mission of Freedom Works is to build, educate, and mobilize the largest network of activists advocating the principles of smaller government, lower taxes, free markets, personal liberty, and the rule of law. I agree with their mission. And I agree with Rand Paul and Mike Lee and Thomas Massey and Freedom Works and others standing against this budget deal, but Donald couldn't be too happy to embrace it. Donald Trump says, I'm totally with you, and House Republicans should support this, and what a shame. Well, uh, Freedom Works also released another statement that I find kind of interesting, Kurt. Headline says this, Freedom Works applauds Representative Thomas Massey for his amendment to rename the bipartisan Budget Act of 2019. Do you know what he wants to rename it to, Kurt? Bankruptcy Act of 2019. <laughs> well, that's good, but he doesn't name it exactly that, but you're close. He wants to rename it a bill to kick the can down the road and for other purposes act, Kurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in a way you can say this is tongue-in-cheek, but he's trying to really, um, because you can't do anything about it. It's already passed, right? So, uh, you know, Massey's hands are tied on this right now, but he is trying to highlight the problem, and I think he's right to do so. You know, whether you jokingly talk about it, hey, this is the kick down, the, kick the can down the road, Bill, or whether you're a little bit more indignant like a Rand Paul or a Freedom Works or a Sam Bushman or a whatever. This is really kind of the, the battle in the Republican Party. It's fractured. Those who want fiscal responsibility, those who want to spend less, those who want to back a Rand Paul penny plan, which would, would reduce the size and scope of government a little bit at a time, but at least point us in the right direction, versus those who don't really care much about the debt. Donald Uh, And the Democrats and a few Republicans are voting for kicking the can down the road. And a lot of good conservatives are standing up and saying this is the wrong-headed move. We've got two chances still to stop this, Kurt. We lost one yesterday. Yesterday morning I said there was three chances to stop it. Now we've got two. We've got the Senate and we've got um, Donald Trump. And, um, you know, hopefully the Senate can do right by this. Time will tell. I don't know when it will be debated. I don't know when it will come up in the Senate. But I commend Thomas Massey. I commend Freedom Works. I commend um, Rand Paul uh, and others that are speaking out about this. I'm really disappointed in President Trump, though, Kurt. Yesterday, we talked with Pete Sepp about this. Donald Trump said he would ne- he made a mistake before and he'd never do that again, which means sign these you know belligerent omnibus spending bills that don't have any fiscal restraint at all about them. Uh, he said he would never do it again, and I don't know if people got the Donald and reminded him about this or whatever else, but now the House has passed it. He's applauding and saying he's with them, so he's probably likely to sign it unless we can talk him out of it. This is a window of opportunity, Kurt, for us. Uh, we're kind of at a crossroads. Can we influence the Senate and President Trump to stop the House here, or is it just going to be rammed through the Senate and signed by the Donald with big old uh, a bunch of fanfare? 
I don't know the answer, but I'd like to use my influence to stop it if we can. We've got an opportunity here. Uh, if enough American people become engaged, we could stop it for sure, Kurt. Couldn't agree more, sir. All right. Any other comment on this one? Nope. All right. Let's move to the U.S. city with the highest minimum wage because it's a related topic, Kurt. As you know, some folks are calling for a $15, $20 an hour minimum wage. Do you know what the city? Um, do you know what the city with the highest minimum wage is, Kurt? And uh, are you caught up on what's being said about it? Thomas White Reuters with the piece. We'll talk about it in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. On the heels of a North Korean missile test early Thursday morning, Iran has now reportedly test-fired a medium-range ballistic missile, and it traveled over 600 miles, according to one report. The U.S. official that confirmed that report to CNN says it wouldn't pose any threat to any shipping or U.S. bases in the region. Meanwhile, President Trump is asked about that recent North Korean missile test. He says, well, it's a smaller missile test than it had been conducting in the past. But I think with North Korea, we've been doing very well. But that doesn't mean it's going to continue. We have a relationship. President Obama had no relationship. You would have been at war. Had Hillary Clinton won this election, you'd be at war right now with North Korea. The president speaking on Hannity on Fox. The Justice Department wants to reinstate the death penalty after nearly two decades. And this is USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Legislatively, we're a step closer to not having to worry about another government shutdown anytime soon, as we hear from USA Radio's Robin Walensky. On Capitol Hill, the House approves a budget and debt limit deal before lawmakers go out on vacation. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. The measure lasts through 2021, which means after the next general election. The vote 284 to 149, all but 16 Democrats voted for it. 132 Republicans voting against it, even though President Trump supported it. And that bill now heads to the Senate. Immigration officials say a record 61,000 unaccompanied migrant kids have crossed the southern border since just last October. That's 2,000 more than the previous record set during the entire 2016 fiscal year. 
President Trump is scheduled to sign the 9-11 First Responders Compensation Fund Bill later today at the White House. And you're listening to USA Radio News. All right, spending by the swamp is certainly out of control, baby. Donald back in it, shame on the Donald. Rand Paul and Thomas Massey and Freedom Works and a lot of good people um, standing up saying we got to do something about it. Well, the minimum wage is kind of a track along the same lines. U.S. city with the highest minimum wage. It signals a tipping point, businesses say. Businesses are uncertain about how they're going to survive it, writes Thomas White over at Reuters, Kurt. Uh, do you know the city with the highest minimum wage? I didn't until I read this story, by the way, or this article. You know, I don't, Sam. I mean, I might guess it'd be San Francisco or Ooh, Seattle, close. something like that. Yeah, you're very close. It's in the San Francisco area. It's not San Francisco itself. Uh, it's over actually in the East Bay. It's a place called Emeryville, California. And they say it has the highest in the U.S. and it has local business owners worried big time about it, Kurt. It's called the city of Emeryville, California. Garnered the title of being the highest minimum wage city in the United States. Can you guess what their minimum wage hike was or whatever? I don't know. Is it 20 bucks now? No, you're close, but it's not quite there yet. It uh, went up from July from $15 to $16.30. That's according to the Wall Street Journal, Kurt. Mm. So, uh, you know, there it's just go. weird stuff. I they say, just don't know why they don't go 100 bucks. I mean, you know, I it's hear just you. a great place. It'd be a wonderful. Everybody could move there and Shangri-La, maybe a 1000 Well, all the businesses are thinking about leaving, Kurt. Yeah. Well, yeah, but so what? I mean, if you, who needs a business to work for? You're going to get huge amounts of money, Sam. I mean, it's wonderful. Yeah, the interesting thing is it says, due to the city's high cost of living in the, quote, Bay Area region, supporters of the wage hike saw it necessary. However, they call this thing Patata's Neighborhood Kitchen. Owner Marcus Quisada told the, uh, well, he had to lay people off, Kurt. He just doesn't know what to do. He just couldn't handle it. He said, I had to lay off people, um, and I don't know how I'm going to survive it because now I you know, don't have enough people to run my business, he says. Another local business owner, Eric Hansen, warned there is a tipping point, and, well, you got to ask a question, Kurt. Do you want to increase sandwich prices, or do you want to let an employee go? What he's going to have to do is just quit taking all those profits. He's just probably raping the people with his, uh, you know, obscene profits. That's all he's really doing, Sam. I mean, you know how those business people are. Yeah, I know. This Hanson business owner guy said, we may have the highest minimum wage, but I don't think the people at Emeryville want to pay the highest prices in the country for a sandwich. Now, lawmakers are looking to raise the minimum wage to $15 per hour nationally, Kurt. So, you know, that's a little... um, what do you call it? Kind of a microcosm or whatever of what you're going to see? I mean, there's no reason these, you know, uh, socialist Shangri-Las couldn't just kind of fight to be the top and just keep moving up, you know. 
head to a hundred bucks and then to a thousand. I mean, there's no reason they, I mean, why not enjoy it? I mean, they can be sanctuary cities. They can be, you know, places of huge money coming in for people. Of course, you never have to worry about paying the bill because, you know, that can be kicked down the can or down the road. Yes, right? it can, sir. <laughs> That's the sad part. And I bring it up. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, Kurt, was found injured and in the fetal position in the uh, NYC or New York City prison cell, Kurt. Do you want to respond to that one? That's the way the American people are right now in the fetal position as they uh, get ready to take another $320 billion on the chin. And, uh, you know, so uh, as to, um, you know, his... Uh, oh, possibility of him killing himself or whatever. I'm thinking uh, better look at what I'd call the Clinton body count and, and uh, you know, follow that thing back uh, and see who's really making this happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's sad that Jeffrey Epstein's in a fetal position, even though I think he's done tremendous wrong, and I want him to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, and I want his connections and his enablers and his handlers and, you know, all that kind of stuff exposed as well. I don't really wish uh, violence and harm on the guy, Kurt, so I don't know, you know, all the details of how he got hurt or what happened or whatever else, but I do agree with you. They are prepping this for a suicide. Now they put him on a suicide watch. You know, if, if he talks too much, he just might be gone. It's like, oh, man, you know. Um, you got to watch for that, Kurt. I don't know where Jeffrey stands or what his feelings are or anything. I don't know any of that. I'm just saying weird stuff, right? That's right. And um, that's what they do. Um, you know, the old phrase Jerry Hughes taught us, nothing is official until it's been denied. So they're putting him on suicide watch, and the next thing you watch, he'll somehow commit suicide. It'll be like uh, Vince Foster or something like that, where you shoot yourself twice in the back of the head or whatever. You know, I mean, it's pretty amazing how people have done that kind of suicide. Yeah, and you know what? Our prayers are that Jeffrey Epstein can, you know, repent and change. Uh, we don't hope for a suicide or anything of the sort, and we hope people can give him his proper, and I, and I don't mean a manipulated court scenario. What I mean is I hope he gets a, you know, due process of law, and I, I hope all sides are honorable and correct and, and deal with the facts as they really are. I don't, I don't want him to lose his, um, you know, due process either, Kurt. But I do want true accountability. I just want it to be done right. Imagine that idea, huh, Kurt? I know you're just kind of a truther and a rightster. And, I mean, it's just dangerous, the kind of stuff you promote. All right. My son gave me a joke that's not really a joke, Kurt. You want to hear it? Okay. <clears throat> All right. A guy walks into his house, or uh, sorry, a guy tells this story. He says, I walked into my house, and my wife asked me why I spoke so softly in my house, Kurt. Yeah. He said, I was afraid that Mark Zuckerberg was listening. <laughs> she laughed. I laughed. Google laughed. Alexa laughed. Siri laughed. Yeah, everybody laughed almost. Um, Whoa, now Sir, or Alexa just said, I don't know that one. See? So uh, the yeah. point is, hey, you're worried about old Mark. Everybody's listening. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all listening, I can tell you watching, is that, Yes, sir. 
But no one seems to mind, Kurt. We're all embracing it, right? I mean, you got a few of them devices listening right around you, right? We try so do I. List, but I, well, I know. I'm just saying it's it's a very difficult challenge that we live in. On one hand, you just you're it's abhorrent. You, you know, you it violates your senses. You're against it. When I say you, I don't mean Kirk Crosby necessarily. I mean all of us. Me too, right? But yet at the same time, we almost feel powerless to do anything about it, and we're kind of willing to trade the ease and the circumstances for the what the benefit. For the, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's, wow. But anyway, I think that little joke kind of highlights it, you know. Yeah. You're going to be worried about Zuckerberg? Now, there's a guy, as far as I understand, and you, you highlighted this, Kurt, but he's kind of speaking out a little bit more. Basically, um, the guy that helped found Facebook is now working with the government to try to shut Facebook down and to create, uh, what do they call that, monopoly, you know, breakup concerns or whatever. And I don't know if this guy knows the government created the thing. But, you know, that's kind of a weird deal. All right, Kurt wants to talk about Brave New Schools. Kurt? Brave New Schools. Now, I remember this story. Um, They say it's official. uh, That's the headline, if I remember right, or the section from the World Net Daily guys. Yeah, I don't know if it's the headline or not. I just got sent a bunch of stuff, you know. They say it's official. Well, I sent this 22 hours ago, so that's why, you know, I mean, I hear you. more than two or three minutes, and I can't remember. And, I, and so official, what you should do is only send me of, the, the today's stories today, and then, you know. Yeah, that's right. right. I sent this one 22 hours ago, so I, I couldn't remember. It says, the purpose of teaching is political. And this is really surprising, Sam. I mean, we would have never thought that. But Michael Brown is an author there for World Net Daily. And uh, he strips the blinders off those who think schools are for education. I mean, imagine school being for education, Sam. It's for indoctrination, you know. And uh, he says, if you ever wondered if our children's educational system was politically biased, then look no further than the NEA. It is unashamedly leftist, aggressively for abortion, decidedly pro-LGBT, and unapologetically hostile to those who dare challenge the status quo. Um, and he says, most recently, see here for the NEA's abortion advocacy. Still, we are sometimes blissfully, and he puts in parentheses, and even willfully ignorant of just how politicized our children's schools can be. But this email sent to me by a school teacher, the wife of a Facebook friend, will help shock us back to reality. We'll call her Sarah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hang on. We've got more on this. Are you surprised? No. (laughs) Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get co-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound, as in all those American food producers saying shh 
Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC. Not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name, and that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Weird stories in the news. We're talking about government schools. And I guess Michael Brown kind of pulls the wool off people's eyes and kind of highlights these things are political, man. Education's for political reasons. Kurt? Well, that's right. And WorldNet Daily has the piece. Um, He's basically uh, saying, hey, here's a, I've heard a, endless stream of similar stories for years now and he says this is just the freshest in my mind and he says uh, Sarah copied a tweet from another teacher then wrote hello Dr. Brown this is what has happened to my profession please note the rainbow flag and how many likes this received I can tell you that this is not isolated I'm a K through 6 teacher who has taught public school in Florida Nevada and California it is pervasive I now teach through a public virtual charter school which allows parents more voice at my last teaching position before I moved to the charter, the principal called a staff meeting where he told us that we would would teach LGBTQ inclusion beginning in kindergarten, that he believed one of our pre-K students may be LGBTQ because for Dress Like a Prince or Princess Day, she wanted to be a prince. Also in this staff meeting, he let us know that if a student or a parent had a problem with us teaching LGBTQ that we should send them to the principal's office so he could tell them how they are wrong. Can you imagine being a Christian kindergartner? Um, 
being sent to the principal's office to be bullied into LGBTQ submission. This is why I encourage everyone I speak with to homeschool or choose an alternative form of schooling if they can. Um, and he goes on, um, but, you know, I think you get the point. What do you think, Sam? Well, you know, I appreciate Michael Brown speaking out about this. I appreciate the knowledge and the update. He's right as rain. Um, but, you know, Kurt, I could have told you this, and we've mentioned this, you know, 20 plus years ago. And, you know, people should know and, and have known about this for decades. Look, when the 10th plank, when the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto calls for government universal compulsory education, and the United States uh, doesn't. Uh, it's clear we don't believe in compulsory government education. And when you turn government education over to the federal government, who has no authority to be involved in education whatsoever, and you're surprised when they make it political and indoctrinate to their agenda, and people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is going on. These schools are political. This is crazy. Uh, you should know when the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto backs this, and our founding fathers did not back government-forced education, Kurt. Uh, and so I appreciate Michael Brown speaking out. I think it's a worthy story to bring up big time because it highlights the truth. You know, anytime we have truth to power, it's a good thing, right? Anytime we can highlight what's really going on, it's good. And anytime we can get another witness or a, another person supporting what's really going on or whatever, I mean, I support it completely. But Brave New Schools, it's official. The purpose of teaching is political. Michael Brown strips the blinders off. Those who think schools are for education, I mean, I couldn't agree more, but I will say, hey, I don't know that a lot of these people that have the blinders on now are going to get them stripped off. Kurt, they're going to ignore Michael Brown just like they've ignored the Communist Manifesto. You know? Any uh, other comments on that, Kurt? Mm, don't know what else to add, Sam. I mean, right. it's right on target. But you know, brave new schools. Hey, we're you know we're learning about how evil and how abusive and how wrong it's been, and we're finding yep. out more. You know, there are options, though, Kurt. Let's you know not leave this topic without solutions. Well, of course, and he even presents those in his thing when he says, or when he lets he reads her uh, comments in that tweet, basically saying, "Hey, homeschooling and uh, private schooling." Yeah, in my mind, not only does he uh, read her comments, but he virtually endorses her comments, just like we're going to yeah. endorse uh, him and her comments, right? Yeah. Because they're all right. I mean, that's why we want to highlight it is not only does it highlight the problem, not only does it point out that more people are discovering the issue, and then it points to the real answers. Yeah. I and mean, that's what this whole program is about, Kurt. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. All right, Kurt, you want to tell us about Amazon dumping a documentary? Well, yeah, this one in particular, Sam, had to do with mm, little sensitive stuff. Uh, and, uh, well, it was the headline from World Net Daily says, uh, Amazon dumps documentary critical of Islam. Hosted program for two years, but now has quality assurance concerns. Um, and this is how this works, Sam. It's, you know, more of the old phrase that you've taught us. He who owns the media makes the rules. So in this case, uh, Amazon has been uh, having this program on. Well, they've also got, you know, folks who disagree with it. Uh, and they removed this documentary from their prime video service on the subject of Islam and mass immigration in Europe 
and they cited quality assurance concerns. Um, this film was called Killing Europe. It's been hosted on the platform since 2017 without any issue. That's according to Breitbart News. I'm reading this from World Net Daily right here. The censorship came shortly after Breitbart did a story about another Hanson documentary, Killing Free Speech. And uh, so kind of woke somebody up there and they said, oops, we shouldn't have that on there, right, Sam? Yeah, and you know, here's the problem. You got to walk a fine line here because I don't like to use um, religious criticisms, right? Uh-huh. And we need to be very careful with this because, look, we're not attacking those people who genuinely believe in Islam beliefs that are peaceful and kind and those kind of things. And somebody would say, Sam, that's impossible. Their religion's not peaceful. That's not true either. I get that, you know, some scriptures call for violence, but even the Bible calls for violence. I mean, even in the Bible, God sends, you know, people to war to destroy people, right? So we got to be very careful with that a little bit. Most Muslims aren't out involved in uh, terrorism acts or violence or anything of the, uh, of the sort. I know some Muslim people personally, and I'm telling you, they're great people. And so we need to be very careful that we separate religion from, uh, in my opinion, wicked ideology. And we separate religion from those who would pervert religion. Uh, and weaponize it for their own cause. Uh, and whether people weaponize Christianity or Islam or anything else, uh, it's the wicked people that have weaponized it that are the problem, and those uh, need to be stopped. But we can't blame it on Christianity or Islam or, uh, you know, uh, with such a broad brush uh, in my but mind. But, Sam, don't, don't you think it's like the people who say, well, Sam, you know, he appears to be a nice guy and stuff like that. But behind the scenes, we know that he's really uh, an evil racist and he's, uh, you know, trying to uh, destroy America or whatever. I mean, there's those people that kind of think that way. Yes, and right? I would say, by your fruits shall you know them. Yeah. Amen to that. And so I would kind of say, like, for example, this guy that I know that's a Muslim, uh, he's literally doing his very best to help people in Saudi Arabia learn how to read and to write and help with education. Not government style, by the way. <clears throat> um, and he runs businesses and he believes in the capitalism idea. He's not a naked capitalist, but he, he does believe in the free markets and stuff like that. Uh, he's a good person. I know his family. I've eaten with him. I've talked with him. I've, and I'm telling you, these people are not bad people. And I, I, we've got to look at the fruits of their labors to know who they really are. Um, we also need to understand that we can't just assume everybody's an enemy. Okay, I know that sometimes we're going to get snookered and, and, and be wronged. I understand that. But I also understand you just can't throw everybody under the bus on this idea through fear. you got to lead with faith, not fear. So, uh, you know what? I don't want to dump a documentary necessarily critical of Islam. Um, hosted a program for two years and now has a concern. But I don't want to, you know, a documentary pro-Islam either. I like the truth on Islam. And I don't want to debate pro or against, Kurt, because I'm not pro or against Islam. Um, what I mean by that is I get that it's a religion. Uh, it's also a, an ideology. It's also kind of a government or a, a, a rule of law or philosophy, right? And, you know, how do you separate the good from the bad there? Israel's kind of the same. See, I personally don't support the government of Israel when they're involved in hostilities, but I do support the biblical understanding of Israel, Kurt. And so, you know, a lot of times I submit to you the devils in the details, and a lot of times I think we need to be smart about this and careful to say, 
how do we not paint with such a broad brush that we're wrong? But at the same time, how do we call good, good and evil, evil? And how do we reward that which is good and reject that which is evil? And how do we humbly, as Christians, provide relief and support and love and kindness and reach out in service and, and ministering, uh, but yet not take, get taken in by the bad guys? And I say, you know what? That takes a lot of honesty, a lot of morality, a lot of uh, humble prayer before God and guidance from the Spirit and, and those kind of things. And so I want to be the guy that's very careful, that, that doesn't get caught in the trap of those who want to weaponize religions uh, and attack their religious beliefs or faith. At the same time, I don't want to be the guy that ignores the true threat either. And there's a balance, in my humble opinion there, Kurt, and both sides on the extreme, uh, in my opinion, miss the boat. Uh, but I know this. Hey, Christianity has been weaponized plenty, too, Kurt, right? And I don't think that, as you say, what's a Republican? Well, what's a Christian? What's a Muslim? And I think it's a fair point. What's a Democrat? Uh, because I think it highlights the real kind of questions that we need to ask ourselves. And my quest, I may not be perfect at this by any means. I'm, you know, I know a lot of people say I miss the mark on all kinds of stuff, you know, even delivering this program, you know. A lot of times people are just concerned I don't do it right. But I try to do my best. And I'm saying I want to follow the Prince of Peace. And I want to reward good behavior wherever it's found. And I want to reject bad behavior and actions and thoughts wherever they're found. And I want to do my very best to get to the truth. And I know I may not see it right all the time, but I do my very best and hope to get guidance from God on what is the truth. And embrace that which is good and build the kingdom of God on the earth. I personally worship the God of Abraham, Abraham Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, and I respect the um, the freedom for those uh, people around the world to worship who, where, or what they may. Now, those who weaponize it and go violent, I want to stop them for sure. And I want to be very careful. So, you know, I don't know about Amazon dumping this documentary critical of Islam. I don't know that uh, I want, you know, the promotion of Islam or the rejection of Islam necessarily. I want respect for those who are peaceful and let them to worship freely how, where, or what they may. And I want to stop criminals of violence everywhere, no matter what banner they fly. Kurt, uh, any final comments on that before the end of the hour? I think it's well said, Sam. All right. Anyway, I'm just kind of uh, you know doing the best I can. Next hour, we're going to have on Richard Mack with us. And I really think a lot of times, a lot of the discussions we have is about he who owns the media makes the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I say that just because, um, you know, there's a lot... To take in in our society. You know, there's a lot to deal with. But you know what? If we work together, uh, I believe God put us on the earth at this time, and I think we can navigate this stuff if we really work hard. Kirstie wants to talk about someone suing Google for censorship. We'll talk about that at the start of next hour. How's that? We'll uh, take on our guest, Richard Mack, and we'll learn who Tulsi is and all that kind of stuff. On Liberty Roundtable Live, hour one in the can, hour two coming up, libertyroundtable.com. Spread the word, donate, get involved. We need you, ladies and gentlemen, to stand with us for the sacred cause, the cause of liberty. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.